Hey everybody, Cal and Dan here with Birdies and Bourbon. Uh, once again, we had the pleasure of chatting with Mr. PB Dye during Championship Week, and what a pleasure it was uh, coming right off the boat, right off the plane from the Dominican Republic, uh, making a pit stop for a little trout fishing in South Carolina, then heading to the Brickyard, the Indianapolis 500, to get a round in at Brickyard Crossing oh, at the. Man. Indy 500 uh, scramble, I guess, I think he said. So what a hell of a time that's going to be. That is one thing that he was making me jealous of, man. He said, like, on Friday before they, they do the, the round. That sounded so cool. We've got to get up there and do that, Cal. What, what did he say? Like, the front nine, you couldn't hear shit. Yeah. And uh, by, the, by the second nine, you can actually talk to each other and you can hear things. So he, he actually did send some videos uh, to me last night after we recorded and sure enough, man, he's uh, he's like yeah, shaking the fence, yelling for Gonzo, uh, <laughs> te- got it teed up. Yeah, I mean, it looked like a blast. So uh, we may have to uh, we may have to hit up the uh, the golf club, uh, his home course there in Ohio, and then swing over to uh, swing over to Brickyard Crossing. But nevertheless, um, P- PB Die, his father Pete Die, you know, legends from a, a golf course architect and design. So uh, great chat with PB getting into the ocean course, what, what holes he likes, what courses he's had the most laughs at. And uh, he may or may not have enjoyed, uh, enjoyed a little Dominican rum while we chatted. That's true. He got into some of his favorite holes at the ocean course, which was, I thought was fascinating to hear him talk about Ryder cup stories and that kind of thing. So it was a great chat, man. A really great chat. Yep. So enjoy the show with uh, PB. Cheers. Cheers. Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription, trust me. Mm. If you don't, you will fall out of bounds. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon show. Uh, once Cheer. again, Cheers, <laughs> PB. Uh, once again, PB is joining the show. I think he's still waiting on his bottle of Pappy. Uh, still, yep. still held up in customs on the way to the Dominican. That's right. So, um, so we find PB Die in South Carolina. Here's, 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 here's cheers to you too. Oh you yeah, cheers, sir. Good, a, a, a little good Dominican rum. Oh, oh nice. nice there you go what, uh what did did you what brand did you go for it's called it's it's xv or 15 it's called ekivay down there it's made by brugal very nice very oh, nice yeah I, I like i'm a fan of brugal yep okay. we'll, have to, we'll have to get you, I, you guys been, you been, did, did you watch any of the tv coverage today down there at kiwa a little bit uh we did watch some of it and uh, I'll tell you what, I don't know if I could get that ball out of the rough. I can tell you that. I'm, uh, I'm going to put on a few pounds before that happens. They said they hadn't mowed it in over a month. Well, I don't know about the rough down there, but Mr. Goodwin has made the finest statue I've ever seen of my dad. It's, it's just it's like Pete has come alive again. Wow. Absolutely fabulous what he did. Very cool. Uh, you know, I, I, can't, I cannot thank Mr. Goodwin enough. That's cool. Yeah, understandably. So, so you, you brought that up. I'm glad you did. That way I didn't have to steer us down that road first and, and maybe not so much the statue, but, um, but your dad, 
wrote a book after he and your mom did the course, right? And it's uh, Bury Me in a Pot Bunker. And, and wasn't uh, the ocean course the inspiration for that? Oh, well, it, it, that would be a, I would say, I don't know about the inspiration. It's part of it, but I mean, mom and dad's whole lives are the inspiration behind it. Okay. You know, I mean, when you read the book, you know, it's it's a whole life story and, and their, their love of the game of golf. And, and uh, you know, as his dad said, you know, uh, you know, dad's never worked a day in his life when he when he left the insurance business, started building golf courses. He always had a lot of fun. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So so you've seen uh, I'm sure you've watched a little bit of the tournament right? or a little bit of the, the pre-tournament stuff, right? Kind of the warm ups and such. Oh, yeah. I watched it for about two hours today. Okay, course uh, course looks good. Does it meet uh, meets die standards? I'm sure. Well, let me tell you, they take really great care of it down there, and it's 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 going to be, you know, people don't realize that uh, how Dad set that course up to where one hole could play extremely long one day and extremely short the other, depending upon the direction of the wind. And uh, there's some tees back there that that uh, probably haven't ever been planted, but they were built. And it's going to be, you know, hopefully, you know, the wind, wind keeps the challenges up. It sounds like it's going to be wind out of the east for three days and then maybe switch out of the southwest, which will definitely challenge the players. Mm. And, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah, because, you, no, you mean, know, you get a lot of the typical or standard. Uh, I shouldn't say standard. I don't think there's anything that uh, that he did that was sta- standard to him, maybe. But um, uh, kind of the the, uh, the the day the die footprint, if you will. But uh, you know, a lot of things kind of weren't really there, right? I mean, from the trees and and some of the the, the landscape. I mean, it, you know, in in what I'm understanding, he kind of took the uh, some links and in inspiration and built a course that has the most ocean or seaside holes of any course in the u.s is that right well you know essentially all 18 are seaside because you can see the ocean from from every hole virtually and uh, but i mean you know you know the, the great thing you know that course was built when uh, hurricane hugo hit the carolinas and and just devastated that part of the world and you know, luckily, Kiowa was on the uh, the uh, south side of the hurricane, and the winds came from inland, blowing out to the sea, so it wasn't flooded. But you know, when Dad went in there, the, the damage was there. It was just just uh, there's no way to even remember Hugo unless you were there. And he not only you know got that golf course built under kind of emergency situations, but also helped revegetate about five miles of shoreline with the sea oats. And I mean, oh, and, and he just did a spectacular job under the most difficult conditions ever. And he's worked with the good ones, you know, and, and, and with that golf course ever since, I mean, you know, to, to his, you know, last breath, you know, he was always a participant and, and, and every aspect of that golf course from burying every TV cable, every electric line and, and then, you know, taking down mounds to make spectator seating and then put the mounds back up again. And, and uh, you know, so, I mean, he's, you know, he, he's had a lot of fun with that golf course. And as I said, you know, the, 
you know, the Goodwin family have absolutely been super to my dad. So, and uh, they let him do what he wanted to do out there. And, and when you let dad do what he wants to do, you know, the, the job is just first class all the way. Mm-hmm. Sure. Absolutely. Sure. So now was this course, was this already a project prior to uh, Hugo or was this something that kind of came along after the fact, or did it speed things up or was that a kind of a well, play? The original, original, People behind it were the landmark people, the same people behind Oak Tree and PJ West and and uh, uh, all that. And they had the project started. And but when Hugo hit, um, they sent one of their key people, a guy named Jason McCoy, who now works for Mr. Norman, and sent him with a very large certified check down to savannah and he went into caterpillar and took every piece of equipment they had and got a couple of barges and he you know went right up the coastline and and unloaded everything and started working you know two days after hugo Hmm. and they got a lot of work done before anybody knew kind of what's going on but um they had permits to do the clearing and, and so many things but they just kept going and you know, when it became apparent what dad was doing and people said, well, Pete, I don't know if he can do this. He says, give me 10 days. I'll have it finished. Oh, wow. And because dad, dad was mom and dad were up there living on the project Hmm. and nobody got out on the property without dad knowing who they were first. And he, and his, his rapport with the coastal commission, all those people those days was just fantastic. And, and because he was there every time they'd show up, he was there, he'd walk them through saying, this is what we're doing. And he said, you know, and the, you know, the Ryder cups coming, it's going to bring a tremendous amount of, you know, uh, cash inflow into the Charleston area. And, you know, you need that right now. So they just let him do what he had to do. And it all worked out really kind of nice. And, uh, with the landmark people behind him, Joe Walser and Ernie Bossler and those guys, but, you know, dad had built several golf courses for They just, you know, let dad run the show. And, uh, you know, when, when, when dad, you know, as, as we say, you know, he was the leader of the three ring circus and just, there's too many stories to tell out there, but I mean, literally dad spent almost a year of his life up there getting that golf course built. Hmm. So, you think, I don't you, know if you call him a designer or architect, but he was, he was definitely running the job. So you might call him the construction superintendent too. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah. Bulldozer operator. I know that's your title. Isn't it the bulldozer operator? Did you I, as, I, as, I, as I told you before, I'm, I'm your worst enemy. I'm a, bulldozer operator with a scratch handicap and an Irish sense of humor. Exactly. As I said, I worked with my dad a lot of years. We've, you know, we had a lot of fun together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you, um, did you participate at all in the ocean course, uh, in the development of that? I played it six weeks before it was open. All right. That was my participation. (laughs) So you you gave it a test run. and, and, and 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 I played it with at that time, uh, that became my future bride. So yeah, I, I participated very good at the ocean course. Uh, you, you, you must've done something right down there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so, and, uh, so I'm going to go back in time. Well, not, no, I won't go back in time, but out of the, um, uh, you know, your, your mother and your dad projects, where do you think this ranks as far as, uh, you know, what they've done, right? And it could be, doesn't have to necessarily be for landscape or the views or, you know, but maybe it's the time that they spent there or what they did back for the environment or however you want to translate it back. But in, in PB's terms, how do you think this kind of ranks in, in you know, their projects together? Well, you know, 
if you if you talk about the top five projects, lifetime projects mm-hmm. that my dad, you know, was in love with. Of course, he had his love affair with Crooked Stick, and you know how much he's participated in Crooked Stick over the years. Sure. And the other would be, you know, Teeth the Dog down there in the Dominican Republic, which, you know, he just had a constant love affair with. And TPC with Dean Beeman, the progress that was made over the years, you know, it's just fan, absolutely fantastic. And, you know, Kiowa is definitely that top five because when he built the golf course for the landmark people, and then after Mr. Goodwin acquired it, he stayed on board and kept coming back and making improvements. And then, you know, uh, you know, uh, in, in, the, in, in that leading five has got to be, you know, dad's had a lot of fun with Herb Kohler up there in Wisconsin. So, you know, <laughs> and, and he, and, you know, at a drop of a hat, he would go back to his projects and participate and, and literally, you know, as we say, would, would do it just for transportation and a, and a turkey sandwich just because he liked being involved. You know, you know, you know, and it's, it's like, as I said, it's like watching your children grow and watching them graduate high school and college and all that stuff. You're just proud of it and you're glad to be involved with it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Kia was definitely in the top five, but I mean, dad's had so many of them, you know. But, you know, the, the fact that the owners let you participate in the ongoing development of the property is really very special. And, and the, the last one of all those deals is also Harbor Town, which Mr. Goodwin, you know, is in control of too. So, those are five pretty good, pretty good projects, you know, that he's had in his lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, the uh, the who's who of golf courses, right? So you kind of just rattled uh, <laughs> yeah, many of them off. What what's uh, what's the fondness, or what's in, in working with your dad for all those years? Um, the, the, it seems there's this keen attraction and, and maybe it's just because it's, it's golf and it's, you know, it's, it's gotta be scenic and those things, but, you know, you mentioned two specifically, right. One being, uh, teeth of the dog. And, and I think I you could be wrong. I did make it down this trip, but the next trip I'm making it down, uh, for a round of golf <laughs> yep. with you. But, uh, and I think every hole there, you got water views, right? Teeth the dog. Uh, yes. Yeah, you can see. You can see um, yeah, yeah. You can see. You can see the water from every hole. Teeth the dog. And, and a challenge as and we think, did. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. There's, 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 there's two or three holes you may not be able to see the Caribbean. Yeah. Okay. And, I'm thinking. And, you know, but you mentioned the challenge of, of you know that that whole construction, right? And kind of was just continuous and ongoing. And you know, as you just mentioned, with you know the the uh, hurricane that came through and obviously presented its own challenges in that. What's the? Was it just that whole like he he wanted that challenge? And, uh, you know, of it's like, I don't know if this can be done or well, I guess you, I'm sure you guys never approached the job of, I don't know that this can be done. It was probably more of a, uh, Hey, I can do this. I've just got to figure out how to do it. Uh, I mean, was that the puzzle? Is that kind of that attraction? Uh, no, it's more like you learn a little bit more every day and you're always willing to learn more every day. And maybe I didn't think about that the first time and, or maybe I screwed it up and I might be able to fix a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) That's, you know, dad always told me, he said, you know, what are you going to do next? He says, spend the rest of my career fixing my mistakes. That's funny. That's funny. That's good. And, you know, when you look that way and, you know, we always, kind of you know last saying you know i've lived to make you know 
2,612,000 mistakes. I hope to live to make 5 million mistakes in my life. So, <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, it, it's just like your attitude and your approach. And of course, you know, the, uh, I want to say the, the, the passion dad has for the integrity of the game of golf and, you know, with the equipment, making vast improvements just like anything else from you know automobiles to airplanes you know he, he wanted to toughen up the golf courses for the best players and when you to do that the only way to do it is lengthen it because a real test of golf is a golf course that you need to use every club in your bag and not just driver gap wedge mm-hmm. and so you know, when dad grew up you know in the 30s and 40s and and the type of clubs then and, and as, as when i grew up in the, you know and played a lot of college golf in the 70s and 80s that was a, a major thing to do and, and if a golf course was you know 6900 to 7100 yards long it was long Mm-hmm. And used every club in your bag. Well, you know, I guarantee you, they're going to use every club in their bag at, at the ocean course. You know, with the uh, the, uh, the prevailing breezes and the ability of the PGA to set those holes up as long as they need to be. To you know, what does it take to get a pro to hit driver four iron nowadays? That's you know, driver four iron for the pros is five hundred and thirty yards. At yeah. least, good part yeah, pretty good part four. <laughs> so, you know, you know, and and you know that was that that's part of the game of golf is needing to use every club in your bag. You know, you, you got to learn how to hit a two iron again, and not just off the tee. But I mean, having hit a driver two iron to get to a golf hole—that's that's you know, that's you know, that's dad was very passionate about making the good players think and use every club in their bag. Yep, one hundred percent. Yeah, well, I, I believe this is and will be the longest course they play on tour this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, by by there's some tees back behind the ones they're playing that haven't been planted yet. Wow. <laughs> well, it, now it says so. Do you, does the tees that are back there? You're saying you don't think they've got those grassed in? When I left there with my dad one time, I think he said he had tees going back almost 9,400 yards. Ooh, wow. But that, that, that's, that's if every hole was to the max. But see, his philosophy was that you can make one hole play exceptionally long downwind sure. and, you know, at 540 yards. And the next day, make it play 420 yards into the wind. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But you, you would not make all 18 holes the very, very, very backs. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, yeah, but sure. that was his full, but, you know, you got to remember that you build a golf course to be a, like a private members club, like cricket stick. Okay. You build a golf course down at teeth, the dog, that's going to be a destination resort golf course. Then all of a sudden Ernie and Joe Walsh will look at you and say, I want you to build the hardest damn golf course you can build on it. We're going to test the pros. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's like saying, okay, we're going to take the top 33 guys going around that circle in two weeks at 240 miles an hour. You got to build a track for those 33 spe- you know, specific guys racing around Indy or, you know, any formula type race. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when your your instructions are day one, we're setting this thing up for the Ryder Cup, you know, 
And then you also have to make it playable for, as I say, Mrs. Haversham has got to be able to get around a golf course. So, you know, and, and that's, that's accomplished out there. But from those, the, the, the tips of those tees back there, it's a long one. And, you know, luckily, I played uh, the back tees one time a long time ago when I was hitting it pretty good. I'm 65 now, and I have no problem playing the senior tees. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. I mean, it makes it a hell of a lot more enjoyable, right? So, well, you know, golf is golf is not supposed to be fair, but it's supposed to be fun. Yep. yep. And you know, if you go down to TPC and play the tips, you're not having fun. You're you're you're, you're punishing yourself. Mm-hmm. Same thing at Kiowa. You know, you know, if you want to play a golf course six thousand yards, that's fine. If you want to play fifty six hundred, that's fine. You know, the girls got to get down, you know, fifty one to forty nine hundred yards, and then the the you know the senior women should be down there you know forty four hundred yards. Let them have, let them have fun. Well, yeah. Dan can't bring golf, enough Dan can't fun. bring enough balls to play anything but the forward tees. So True, that's a good point. Like, uh, no, nobody's <laughs> carrying my bag. <laughs> just 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 remember, Dan, that every golf ball you lose. Helps solve the unemployment problems of the world. That's a good point. <laughs> Use expensive balls. Right? Use expensive balls. Lose a lot of them. <laughs> Recycles. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Hey guys, this is John Tattersall. Tattersall Golf is my website and my golf magazine top 100 instructor, and you are listening to Birdies and Bourbon. Gotta say it. You gotta do it the right way. <laughs> Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The ocean course. So, what do you think their biggest challenge is going to be? That we've talked about the wind. You can go down that direction if you want to. But, but the you know the um, the field looks really really good. Uh, we're going to have a lot of, uh, I don't want to say, I'm going to say a lot of first time participants in a tournament round at the ocean course, but everybody's played the course, right? Generally speaking, anybody that's in contention has played it, maybe not in a, in a competition round, but what do you think that looks like for the, uh, the new person coming in, right? I mean, that I've never played a competition round like Rory McIlroy in 2012, never played a competition round and he laps the field by eight strokes. What, what does that look like this week? You think? Well, I'm going to tell you, there's going to be a lot of knee knockers out there, you know, uh, with the wind and the, and, I'm, I'm sure that the crew has got the golf course in just pristine shape and the greens are going to be rolling mm-hmm. pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be real, you know, you know, white knuckle knee knocker putts, you know, and shots people are going to look at. And, you know, you throw in that, you know, as I said, that, you know, that, that, that bad term a guy used to be called VD, it was mm-hmm. called visual <laughs> disturbing or visual intimidation. And, you know, and, and, and all the different, uh, I'm going to say, optical illusions that we try to create. You know, Dad was pretty good doing that stuff. And there's some, you know, you know, you know, cut and jump areas out there. And uh, you know, if you miss it on one side or the other, there's some some tough stuff out there. And you think about it, and you know, and you go back and play in the British Opens. 
and St. Andrews or, you know, you go to World St. George's or, you know, you know, even up Worldport Rush, this and that, you know, the roughs over there, they're horrendous. Yeah. And what they've got over at, at Kiowa is, is nothing different than that. And, you know, you think about it, there's not a tree between Kiowa and Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're putting so, it into a whole new perspective for us. True. There, 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 you know, so so from between Kiowa and Lahinch, there ain't much but water. Okay, and uh, so there's nothing to stop the wind. And uh, so if the wind blows, that's going to make it. And it's the same thing, you know. You know, you know when you know when you play at Augusta, and you know the the winds are blowing. You got some holes that the winds doesn't get to you. You know, I explained to you before that when Dad built the 17th green at TPC, he got the channel going down 18. He got the channel coming down uh, 16, and he cut the channel in the parking lot. Yep. That when the wind came from different directions, it would swirl on top of the green. Mm-hmm. That's that's sure. insane. And people think. You're crazy? No, I'm not crazy because I was there when he did it. <laughs> now it's, it's it's altered a little bit because they put some extra spectator mounds up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, some spectator seating. Sure. Behind 17, block those winds, but the winds above those seatings is still doing the same thing. It's swirling. Mm-hmm. So, you know, luckily at the, at the ocean course, the wind comes out of one direction. It doesn't. You know, it's not like you know when you play Seminole up there in North Palm, Northern Palm Beach. You play in one day, and the wind can come out of four different directions. Right. That's a rarity at Kiowa. But, you know, it can come out of the southeast and come out of the east. But if it flips over there to the southwest or comes out of the west, the, the golf course, the whole uh, the picture, the whole attitude of the golf course changes when the wind changes. It, I'm so, going you know, to I'm, I'm going to nerd out a little bit because I, oh I find that kind oh of fascinating. Boy. And and first off, I'm going to have to make sure I take really good notes. You're not supposed to remember what we talked about the last time because <laughs> if I don't, then it could go, it could be really sideways. But I do remember that statement, by the way. I do, yeah. And, and I use it from time to time. I don't use it as a, an original, uh, but you know, if it for short for time, I may not mention you. Uh, <laughs> so, but 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 okay. in all fairness, but in all fairness, um, but so and you, you're talking about this win thing, right? And, and I mean, you think about as a golfer that somebody approaching the golf course. You think about uh, we. Th- I tend I tend personally to think about. Uh, first, first thoughts are the physical, uh, attributes of the course, right? Is there a lot of undulation, a lot of slope, or is there rocks? Are there trees? And, you know, these, uh, you know, the kind of the, the non-tangible, I guess they're tangible, but, you know, things like the wind and, you know, is it going to rain and which way is the rain coming in? I mean, those are things you probably don't really think about because if it's a really crappy day as an amateur golfer, it's probably like, eh, I'm probably just not going to go play today, right? I'll just go play the next day. As a professional, it's like, nah, you're playing pretty much, right? Unless you wind up with what they did in Texas and it's like, yeah, we're squeegee in the greens and it's rooster telling you can't really play. So, what what does that thought process look like from your father's what you saw from your father's perspective and what did you learn from that and i guess i'll, I'll paraphrase and say you know you've got you've got you get you can get easterly winds and it's making it longer you've got westerly winds that may be making some holes shorter what's that i mean hell you just described uh al roker to me pretty much i mean he, he, I've, I've got a meteorologist building a golf course 
Well, you know, I did get a pilot's license, so I know a little bit about meteorology. But <laughs> you know, nonetheless, you know, I, I grew up sailing and learned how to fly and different oh, things. Wow. So you know, you learn a little bit. But as far as you know, laying out a golf course and the philosophy of laying out a golf course, and you've got fourteen holes that are par fours and par fives and four par threes, you try and lay out all the par threes in four different directions. You know, so, you know, you don't want them all the same direction. You know, you don't want them all downwind on one day. And you want to lay out, you know, your two longest par fours in two different directions. And you like to lay your par fives out in four different directions. So so the wind becomes a factor, no matter where it's coming from. And that's that's just the philosophy of laying out a, a really good test of golf. You know, I mean, we, we would all like to have a downhill left to right you know, golf course that plays all the way down the mountain and, you know, you know, every fade kicks back in a fairway and, you know, <laughs> but that doesn't work. So, mm -hmm. and, um, so, you know, when you talk about, you know, do you take the wind in account? Of course you do. And you know where the prevailing breezes are during spring, summer, fall, winter time, and you adjust your design philosophy accordingly. You know, I mean, you don't want to make, you know, every golf course we try and lay out, uh, as I said, you know, two to four good long holes all in four directions, par fives in four directions and par threes in four directions. Now, you've just taken care of 12 holes, so you've only got six holes to play with. And knowing that, and, you know, same thing like, you know, and, and, and Dean Beeman says, we're going to have this tournament on this week. And you go back there and you study what the wind directions are, the, the prevailing breezes for the last 30 years. And Ponte Vedra say, well, if I do this, this, and this, I'm creating, you know, a wind tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it, it's pretty simple stuff. It's just physics. And, you know, and, you know, you got to know what your weather is. And, so, you know, that's, that's all part of the design philosophy. But, I mean, yeah, you need to be a, you know amateur meteorologist to build these crazy <laughs> golf courses. And, you know, it, that's, that's what, you know, I mean, you got, you got to. You know, you got to be have crazy to build these things. But you just can't go out there and think you're, you know, you know it all because you don't. And, you know, I've told a lot of people, it says, you know, the one thing I can tell you that Dad and I had in common is we both knew that we had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> but we just trust the process, you know, and I told you guys before, it's like, it's like raising kids. Nobody's a professional at raising a kid, but the more you show up, the better they turn out yeah. and you're, you're learning that you're learning in the process. Mm -hmm. You just trust the process. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that—that's another hour. We 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 don't have that long with you, so uh, that, so that that's the next show. But so uh, I, I'm going to go back to Kiowa. It's uh, or the Ocean Course. It, you know, it, it is what it is this week. Uh, what hole? It, what, we've got some experiences here. I already know what your favorite and best time was there. Uh, you you just talked about meeting uh, uh, Mrs. Die. So we so we we got that one good. Um, yeah. On the course outside of that experience. Uh, what's, uh, what's your favorite hole? I, I, this is that kid thing. You're going to yell at me again. What's, <laughs> what, what's the hole that you prefer to play the most? And what's the hole that uh, always gives you a challenge? Well, two holes stand out, you know, one's the second hole because of the way the greens laid in there, but 
during the Ryder Cup, Dad and I sat back, and I think back on number 14T, which is the par three coming back. And we sat back there, and the hole at the time was playing 208 yards. And from the left side of the green to the cart path, which is next to the ocean, 220 feet wide. And we watched 24 of the greatest players in the world. Singles matches last day, 12 matches. Two guys kept it in play. 22 players hit it left of the green into the gaunch. Mm-hmm. And we sat back there, you know, behind the back tee, which is like 236, 240 yards. These guys are hitting four iron. And from the left edge of the putting surface to the cart path, 220 feet wide, two guys kept it in play. And we sat back there and giggled. <laughs> I, was, was, I swear to God, I was getting ready to ask, were you guys like punching each other in the side? Like going, we did <laughs> We're doing everything to keep from rolling down the hill. <laughs> I mean, That's you know, this, this is the, they're, they're trying to do you know, that green's a little, you know, a little, a little um, uh, top hat green, but it's got a big mode collar area. You know, the green's 80 feet wide and 115 feet long or something crazy. And, and they couldn't, one guy got on the pad. One guy kept it in the, in the collared area, and twenty-two guys knocked it in a gunch. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we're we're just going. You know, you you could have hit it down on the beach, gotten a better shot. <laughs> but they all tried. The, the wind was blowing right to left. They all tried to hit that little draw they like hit in there. It went left. Mm-hmm. It was it was just it was just. Dad and I laughed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he got him again. Six, six sets of humors, gentlemen. Six sets of humors. <laughs> That's Irish. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> good stuff. It's good stuff. Oh, so what's uh, so you said there's a there's another one or two you mentioned, or you said you were going to mention. Well, you know the the second hole, the way it lays up, you know, in the Trina Fairway, this side of the green, you know, I mean, I, I really love the way it sets up. It's just it's a great hole, and, and it's got a little top hat green on it, and it just, you know, you know, there's there's so many great holes out there. It's just fantastic, and you know, I know everybody remembers the seventeenth hole, which I think can play almost two hundred and fifty yards, you know, left to right par three. Yeah. And what what I haven't found out, you know, last time I played the Ocean Course, which has been about five or six years ago. There was not a, a hazard on the golf course except for the water hazard. All the sand was considered in play. Yeah, that's correct for and, this week also. They did announce that, that there are no rakes yeah. on course. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, so there's, you know, you can ground your club any place you want. And uh, because of the way that thing's built, it's, it's it, would, it would be tough to figure out what is a bunker, what isn't a bunker. But, <laughs> you know, if you look at the, if you if you get the you know Google Maps you know plus and you look at the area of maintained grass out there and say you got to be kidding me there's a lot more maintained grass out there than you ever think but you know they just you know those guys they, they get out there and that that wind and and right there next to the ocean and you know if you could play with blinders on and not know that you're at the ocean course you'd probably play pretty good but you're out there and you know you've got you know, everything dad throws at you, you got everything that God throws at you, then you got everything that nature has at you. And then, you know, make a wrong step in the lake and you got an alligator looking at you. So, <laughs> you know, 
Yeah. Cal, you may you may want to rethink a, that Cam Smith pick, buddy. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> not point. So you know, so you know, it's like you know, you know there's, there's 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 so much beauty. There's so many other things out there besides the golf course that distract you. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's going to be fun to watch. It's really going to be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's I'm excited that the weather's not going to be, uh, and, and we're going to get wind, right? I mean, it's right on the ocean, so the wind's going to blow. Yeah. It's, it's inevitable that that's going to happen. I'm excited that it's not going to be, it's supposedly, allegedly, we're not going to have any rain. So I think that's going to be yeah. uh, interesting to see that, you know, we're just dealing with wind and it'll, I don't want to say it's going to set up fair because, you know, the PGA is doing their job of, well, they're making the, the best in the world hit the ball where they need to hit the ball to score. <clears throat> Yeah. Well, you know, it would be nice if we have one day with, you know, light winds and medium winds and heavy winds and then the wind from a different direction just to give a variety. Sure. And uh, but it looks it looks like the weather's going to be clear and uh, which is great, you know, and, uh, you, know, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, as long as there's enough wind to keep the sand gnats down, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I can see that. Uh, what's um, yeah. yeah? Go ahead. Sorry. I don't think you said it. I think it's good. Oh yeah. Uh, so, uh, has it been five or six years since you've been down to the ocean course? You said to be, since you played it. Has it been five or six? Yeah. Since you've been, yeah. 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 Okay. And uh, uh, have you got plans to go back down anytime soon? Oh, you know, you know, I would love to, you know, right now I'm just trying to get from, you know, Punta Cana back up to Urban, Ohio with my, with my lovely bride and the two puppies. So that, that's, a, that's my first thing. And then, you know, uh, something I do very special every year is we play uh, golf in a little shotgun on Friday called Fast Friday. The day before time trials at the Indianapolis 500. I, I was about, yeah, I'm glad you you. I'm glad you went there because you brought it up earlier. You uh, you were talking about those guys going around the track at 230 miles per hour. So 233, I think you may have mentioned. So, but uh, some guy named Pete Dye rebuilt that golf course, so we have a lot of fun there. Oh, nice. Have <laughs> uh, you, you guys ever been up there? Have you been up to the track at all? Have you ever seen that? Uh, so that's the second invitation I'm going to ask you for. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, remember, you know, I am born and raised in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah. and the Indy 500, as far as we're concerned, there's only one race. Uh, understood. <laughs> Und- understood. And I think that's the only golf course you can play inside of a racetrack. Well, the original, the original had nine golf holes inside, 18 holes outside. And this will blow your mind. Inside the track, inside the asphalt of the track, there's a little over 330 acres. Wow. That's enough for 36. Wow. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's, it, it's two and a half miles around that thing. You know, it's a pretty good size. So who's um, who's the most? Uh, ah, that'll be a weird way to. Uh, who who have you played golf with that was a uh, that was a driver, or, or maybe an owner? Either way. Oh, nobody really. Um, uh, you know, I've been lucky enough and, and got to know Tony George pretty well during the process, and yeah. and his family's been 
very, you know, you know, uh, very good friends of the Dye family. And, and uh, of course, now Mr. Penske owns the uh, the track. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing all the wonderful improvements he's done. Mm-hmm. And uh, looking forward to seeing the golf course. Nice. Nice. So, Perfect. Because that's in, what, two weeks? That, am I missing the date? It no, no, no. It, it's Friday. Oh, this Friday. We're, okay. We're, we're on the way. Yeah, it's Friday. The uh, time trial starts Saturday. And... Um, uh, the race is the following weekend. Oh, okay. Wow. Oof. Well, you got to get a move on it then. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm. We're we're we're, we're fishing tomorrow and driving to Ohio on Wednesday. I was going to ask you about fishing because right you tell me about the fishing. What you caught this week? Well, I, I'm heading up to a place called Black Hawk Ranch, which is uh, in a place called Clarksville, Georgia. It's got wonderful trout fishing, and spend the day with some friends, and then the next morning we drive up to Urbana, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Nice, so, nice. I'll be back to the the birthplace of die golf, nineteen twenty two. Perfect. And how far is Urbana from? Uh, I'm assuming it's a just across the the line, state line right there. But I, I, I that's me assuming. No, Ur, 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 Urbana, Ohio is about thirty miles due west of Jack Nicholson's Mirfield Village. Okay. So right. it's, it's just it's just you know. Between, it's between Dayton and, and Columbus. Yeah, gotcha. Hmm. Wow. Uh, so, so you've got a. Uh, do you play in the like? Is it a? It's a tournament. You said or uh, at the uh, at the track on Friday. Yeah, uh, it's a two o'clock shotgun they have at, every year, and in the morning Chevrolet or has a uh, has golfers out. Then at two o'clock they have a second shotgun. And uh, for between two and six o'clock, you can barely hear each other think. And then at six o'clock, when the track shuts down, you can hear the river running through the golf course and the crickets and the birds and all that stuff. But it's uh, that sounds it's a, a very unique day, very very special special day. That sounds amazing, actually. Yeah, that sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Yeah. yeah, I'll send you guys a video or two. You do that. that yes. I want to see it. Yes, please do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that'll be okay. great to see. Um, All right. So, Phoebe, still, did any, anything surprise you from the players this year? Anything surprise you from the players or from the players' championship? The championship. Yeah, the championship. Yeah. Oh, God, I had fun watching it just like everybody else. You I, know? Think, I, I think, Cal, right, he was right, telling you that. How many balls went in the water? A tons this year, right? It was oh, crazy. Yeah. crazy. <laughs> you know, the, the unique thing about the players' championship is like Augusta. People now know every hole, mm-hmm. yep. and they can't wait for players to play it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's very unique. You know, all the other courses, you know, and all the other majors are on on uh, different courses, this and that. But I mean, it, it's gotten to the point now that where everybody knows every hole at TPC. It's like they know every hole at Augusta. Yeah, and it's become. You know, it, it, it's 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 a fan favorite. You know, yeah, it's, it's fun to watch. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. So, partner, we got dinner on the table. Yeah, yeah, we'll let you go. Hey, PB, before you go, any picks for this week? Who do you think is going to win? <laughs> As I said, the person who plays the best. <laughs> PB, die. Enjoy dinner. Tell uh, tell the misses. We said thanks for letting you have a little bit of time with us. We appreciate it, sir. And uh, look, hoping to see you sometime soon. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy. All right, partner. Be safe. We'll see you guys later.